Hi, this is Mike Zapsik from a Shared Universe Podcast Studio, and you're listening to Talking Codswalla Podcast. Hey, it's Taylor from Calling the Shots. Hey, this is Steve from Calling the Shots. Hey, what's up? It's Mike from the Pizza Beer Revolution Podcast. Hi, this is uh, Derek D from PBR Podcast and DerekD.com, of course. And you are listening to Talking Codswallop. Talking Codswallop. Hey, guys, doing this is great. This is the POTUS. It's the President of the United States. Donald, you're looking at the wall up the swelling. That's what you're listening to. It's great. I got to tell you, the swell up of the wall is great. I love walls. And the cod wallop, it's swell up. Fantastic. You're listening to it. Wallops, cods. Fish, walls, swallows. Oh, and now you're going to eat some noisy biscuits. Good girl. <laughs> I've had hours to eat, but now I'm hungry. Don't to really understand Andy's grumpiness now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, it's it's like I'm about to go to bed. Oh, you're going to sit on my lap now. You've had four hours in which to do that, and oh, you're going to sleep now. Okay. You feel like Job, right. don't you? It's like, why are you testing yeah. the Lord? Why? Uh, Oh, you, you need to leave in five minutes. Let me just jump on your lap. <laughs> Welcome to this week's Rant About Cats chat <laughs> on Talking Cards Wallet podcast. I am Gemma. <laughs> I'm James. <laughs> and I am not a grumpy cat owner. <laughs> Andy. Yeah, I was going to say his yeah. name is actually Andy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what, a, what a load of cats wallop. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. That's the title of this week's episode. Well done. We don't ever get it this soon in. But well done. Well, let's hope I haven't peaked too early, eh? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's going to be really disappointing for the listeners if you have. Yeah. So you've been listening to uh, this week's episode of Talking Cats Wallop. I have been Gemma. I'm James. <laughs> and I've been Andy. <laughs> Tschüss. <laughs> See you on the flip side. Yeah. Laters. That's as good as it'll get because that's about as happy as Andy will be for the episode. Run with it, people. The thing is, James, I feel it's our duty to make Andy laugh, even if it's at himself. Oh, okay? God. I tell you, that's a very tall order, you know. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Yes. Challenge accepted, indeed. Can we bring happiness into Andy's life? Do, 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 do. Of course we do, can. Do. We always do. Yes, you always make me happy. I look forward to Tuesdays very much. I know you do. This is the highlight of your bloody week. Because uh, otherwise, you know, what other thing would you be doing? Oh, going for my 100th run for the 100th time. I know what he'd be doing. He'd be taking his cats to the vet. Yes. Yeah. We haven't been for two weeks. Come on. Before we started recording, we found out that uh, Andy's also paying another twat tax on his vet bill so we need all the listeners to hound him and say get pet insurance andy thank you <laughs> lacy i'm being bullied protect me yeah for see we'll be doing this for a long long time <laughs> yes, and it becomes a battle of wills well what will happen andy when you go to sort of the bank to set something up or get money out to pay for the insurance well they ask you the question is anyone uh are you doing this on behalf of anybody else has anyone told you to do this you'll be there going yeah 
What do people tell me to do it? No, no, it, my personality will be, I will never do it now. Oh, right. Well, yes, yeah. I like that idea. Heels are dug in, even yeah. though I'm biting my nose off despite my face. Heels are in. Yeah, I like it. Even though it helped you, you won't do it on principle, will you? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Strong principles. Right, fine. Well, Andy, if you've got money to waste and burn, then you carry on the path you're going on, young man. <laughs> Otherwise... <laughs> Don't come running to me when you fall over and break your neck. Exactly. Hey, Andy, if you've got money to burn, send it this way, brother. Yes, please. Yep. Okay. I'll set up a standing order yep. in okay. 2035. <laughs> Actually, I've got to be careful. I'm putting too much into 2035. Yeah, exactly. You're going to laugh. <laughs> You're going to pay us money. He's going to cry. Yeah, and, and the laughing's going to take a lot of energy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and it's only like going to be for one day. <laughs> that long? I don't think you'll, put, I don't think yeah. you'll manage a day. You know, five <laughs> minutes. I think in a minute or so. Yeah, I think five minutes at the most. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so let's start the episode on a happier note. Has anyone got any cods all up this week? Yes. <laughs> of course you have <laughs> straight away yes yes so let's try and do it record speed with the cod swallop this week so that we're not talking for far too long what is your cod swallop this week then andy okay my cod swallops this week one of them is really got my goat really did get my goat and i don't know if you saw this story um where this woman had been on holiday i think to crete or malta or some no. such warm mediterranean-esque place mm-hmm. nope. i'm not sure whether it was yeah it was a, it was a mum and dad and uh three or four kids uh one of which was autistic uh 28 year old autistic son uh bless him um fell ill on the return journey at the airport right and the doctor at the airport said, oh, you need to sort of check him out because he was being sick and, and what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, don't worry, we'll, we'll, we'll shove him on the plane. Everything's tickety-boo. So the, the family get on board and the mum clocks that the, the son is not in the, the seat that she had booked him into. And she spoke to a, a steward and they said, oh, no, he's, uh, he'll be put at the front with us. Yeah. And off she, uh, off she went, sat in a seat wasn't until she got to baggage reclaim back in the UK that she realised that her (laughs) son was not on the (gasps) aeroplane and therefore Tui, the the, the package holiday provider, now need to provide her with compensation for all the hurt and anguish. And I'm thinking to myself, why didn't you go and see if your son, irrespective of whether your son had autism or not, your son was unwell and taken away by doctors, Mm. Did you not think before takeoff that perhaps you'd want to go and say, everything all right, son? You feeling okay? You know, do you want to come and sit up here and I'll sit down here? You know, whatever. No. You'll you'll say, oh, no, you'll stick my son in the seat. I won't worry about it to the other side. Have these people never seen Home Alone? Yeah, and and why didn't they wait at the debark, you know, when you disembark? Uh, Yeah, I don't understand how you could miss your son. Yeah. So it's the outsourcing of responsibility by parents is my cod's wallet. Oh, God, it's all the time, though, isn't it? Let's be honest. Because I've got friends who are teachers, and I don't know what it was like when you were at school, but if you were failing school, that was no one's fault but your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And your parents would give you a clip around the ear and a kick up the backside and off your trot and 
do your best. Definitely like high school level. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Like maybe primary and infants kind of uh, level or junior school, you know, kind of level. The earliest school, you know, kind of thing. It's, yeah, the preschool, yeah. primary school, you know. Yeah, uh, those were obviously... Um, A little bit more forgiving. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. But nowadays you get parents going, why is my son failing? Mm. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. Or why is my child why is my child failing? It's not my child's fault, it's your fault. But Andy, yeah, we have a culture isn't. now where let's say if you're doing uh, the school, you know, sports day, everyone's a winner, even the person who's come last. Yeah. But also on the flip side, how bad was it that the steward turned round to the parent and said that their child was definitely on board? No, not definitely on board. Oh. That they were going to be brought on and be given a seat up the front. So, you know, so because the doctor was seeing the child, it took a bit longer and they obviously wanted to bring the child on. I say child, it's not a child, it's it's an adult male who has autism. So it's not a child at all, you know, but but it's someone who needs... But it's also her child Mm, as well. It's her child, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, from a parental perspective, yeah. Yeah. That's why, you know, her son wasn't on, on the plane when she got on there. But I'm not a parent, but I would have at least expected her to have got off of her seat just after they'd done the safety demonstration or even before then, before they taxied, to say to the stewardess, before we have to physically stay in our seats, I want to go and see my son yeah, and check he's okay. You know, I think they would be monitoring yeah. the whole situation. You would honestly think that yeah. they'd want to be around. If the son has been taken somewhere for a medical reason, you would think they'd want to go and be around to make sure their son was okay. And very specifically, if their child has autism, they're going to find the whole situation incredibly stressful and difficult to be around people they probably well they wouldn't know being maybe touched by people they don't know so you would expect the parent to be around them because i watched something very similar i was coming back from germany uh a man who was having issues obviously going through um the security check because he was obviously being padded down and i would wager he had autism because his parents were trying to calm him down because mm. he was obviously getting very distressed and obviously neither his parents around to do that and where this becomes a thing that you've got to ask yourself also is how fair is it on how fair is it to put the person regardless of their age who has this disability through something which will be incredibly stressful for yeah and can potentially cause them and the other people around them an awful lot of problems is it fair to put them through this yeah and i do find it sort of mind-boggling that the parents would leave their son um, and outsource that responsibility. Yeah. That's that's what pisses me off. But not to be around them to check that everything else is going okay. And you're right. Yeah. They're, basically, they're trying to say this is all the fault of the airline, which, okay, so there is some responsibility on the airlines of the way they dealt with it, but you're that person's parent. Yeah, for sure. The airline should have realised, oh, hang on, we're, we're missing a passenger just from their own safety chairs because mm-hmm. they have to make sure that the manifest of passengers – don't you fucking dare want to come in, you bastard. And he's talking to the cat, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you want to, yes. Don't fucking come on this plane. No. Yeah. So, you know, they've got a manifest of passengers and the head count has to match the manifest. And if it doesn't match the manifest, then you need to understand why and make sure that the luggage is not boarded. Yes. You know, so, yeah, definitely for sure the airline have dropped the ball. But ultimately... It's the parent's responsibility to look after their child yeah. or, you know, or adult or care, you know, their charge, adult or, or child, you know, in, in the sort of legal age sense, you know, irrespective of maternal or paternal. Um, 
responsibilities. So that's codswallop number one, listeners. Okay. And what's the next codswallop? The next one was actually kicked off. I saw it this morning on, um, or yesterday. There's, there's two is kind of connected. Okay. And I'm not sure what definition this comes under other than current society, but there's a, a story in the Telegraph um, which Michelle. I think we know through the PBR and, and telling Steve Dave um, tweeted yep. where the journalist was having a dig at the uh, the Nike mannequins that were, you know, plus sized, I guess you'd call them. I'd call them normal, but, you know, we've got to stick a proper label on things. Um, so, you know, normally you get this, the size zero mannequins yeah. that display all the sports and leisure wear. Mm-hmm. Or Nike have, in their own store have put normal sized mannequins that represent the average person. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which is good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, fantastic. You know, that's what we should be seeing. But this journalist in the Telegraph saw fit to say that it was um, not what people wanted to see. And, you know, fat people are not going to want to wear these clothes or want to exercise. They're not there to promote exercise to fat people. Oh, see, this really gets my... Uh, okay, I didn't know about this one until this second. Yeah. But- as- so it shows us absolute shocking lack of awareness. Yeah. And then that was swiftly followed up this morning. I saw on Sky News there was a argument about an all-female football punditry lineup. Mm, I'd have seen that as well, yeah. Yeah, the phrase was beautiful and competent. And then there was a whole ranging of arguments of, oh, this is sexism because there's no men in there. This is um, patronising. You know, a man can say beautiful and competent. Um, they could only ever say that about other men, you know, but women can say that about men. This is all wrong about feminism. And it was like, oh, for, you know, he had women arguing against each other, men arguing. And it was just like, for fuck's sake. Oh. <laughs> it's four people giving their opinion about a game. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. It's too much. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to the, you know, like obviously the normal sized mannequins and, you mm. know, the fat people not wanting to uh, buy and wear the sports gear and stuff like that. Of course they do. It's, yeah. you know, they, they're they not going to want all the skimpy stuff. But they may do. Yeah. I mean, some people do and uh, yeah. that's their, their choice. Um, but, you know, me personally, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't want to show anything <laughs> I wouldn't want to see myself and mostly I don't want to see anything. Um, so, you know, get changed in the dark. But, um, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, obviously that's kind of the market that you want to kind of go for in a way because majority of the time they're the people that want to start joining the gym and sort better their lives. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I want to, you know, kind of thing. And so we're trying to educate society to accept people for people yeah and not to hold people to your personal standards or a higher societal standard you know you're you know you're supposed to accept who you are and others are supposed to accept who you are and it goes completely against the tide of what we are trying to achieve as a country and also as a global society Mm. and it's just i just wish that these things because it makes me it pisses me off severely because it's just not helping the situation and then the whole arguments amongst people about a bloody tweet is just there are bigger problems in the world <laughs> you know? amen yeah but yeah. then i suppose 
with the gen, I always feel like I'm, you know, I, I fully agree with what you're saying, but I always like to play devil's advocate as well. So it's kind of like, I suppose the majority of people are on the internet now. So they will yeah. overreact at the fact, and like back in, back in the day when, you know, like when we were teenagers and things like that, you know, we, I think, you know, probably Facebook was about, or MySpace. In fact, I miss MySpace. You know, those kind of things, it wasn't really as out there. Well, the good thing is we were shielded from other people's opinions. Very yes. true. Yeah. And, and also. And everyone, including myself, who's now giving my opinion, yeah. <laughs> wants to voice their opinion, you know? Yeah. But it's also kind of like, okay, this is off topic, but you know, like the whole bullying kind of thing, you know, like, mm. If if we went to school and we got bullied about something, which I personally did, yeah. When we were at school, it kind of happened. When you're at school, maybe on the walk home, but when you got home, you were safe. Nowadays, it's like because my niece got bullied, mm. she got it at school, she got it on the walk home, she then got it on her phone when she yeah. got home, she constantly yeah. got it, you know, and it was a constant, you know, all the time. It was almost like twenty four hours. Yeah. Because we can, it's not possible to disconnect no. from the digital world. Because the obvious answer is, well, adolescents, children, and adolescents do not have the capability to manage themselves. <laughs> you know, you can see that before technology with exactly that. You know, the bullying and the the name calling, the the mm. the gang culture, the the cliques, and everything else. But that's just transferred into a wider world and as adults we cannot hope to police that and we really have to let the feral generation get on with it and just hope to god nothing too serious happens because you cannot control it that's the problem that's the fallacy yeah. yeah is that we've got to put all the safeguards you can't you can't possibly ever achieve that and parents looking to the government to again outsource <laughs> responsibility well, any government, you hear it all the time that, you no, know, no, the, the meant, government's from, I, I know what you meant. Yeah. I know. Okay. I was, I was just mid stride. Okay. So, all right. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> you know, so it, again, it's outsourcing that responsibility because it's up to you as the parent to issue guidelines on what is good behavior, enforce it and punish that when it goes wrong. You know, I'm not saying corporal punishment, but, you know, a punishment of sorts. But it's again, it's that kind of outsourcing of responsibility topic which it comes back to but you see adults who still act like they're at high school we see that all the time yeah. on twitter whether that's through podcast fandom or whether that's through tv and media fandom or just general life just the, the bitchiness the shadow tweeting the cries for attention which sometimes are genuine cries for attention for someone who needs genuine help other times it's just I'm not getting enough attention. Please give me attention, you know. Yeah. And it just leads to a lot of unnecessary noise, um, which is probably why people see I don't tweet as much now because I can't face looking at Twitter sometimes. It's <laughs> awful scrolling through my feed and just seeing the bitchiness and arguments between celebrities, between people I know and follow, through people I don't follow that's been retweeted or liked, you know, and been shown to me in my news feed. It's just a cesspit of negativity and breathe <laughs> <laughs> do you feel better andy oh, i don't feel better no <laughs> no okay I could, I could go on for another 50 minutes but yeah we're not allowed <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> so has anyone else got any cods wallop i personally don't this week no, i'm pretty good to be honest 
Did we have any listener um, requests? I thought I saw something from Celeste or yes, did I cover we that? Have, we have got, I was going to say, yeah, we have got one. The only thing is it's on my phone, which I'm recording on too. So hold on one second. Okay. I'll just get my iPad and just remind myself what it is. Do, 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 your listenership is important to us. Please hold the line. We will come back to you shortly. Do, 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 okay, do, 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 Celeste. Do, do. Hi, Cele- hi, are you there? Are you there? I am. Your call is important to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tracy, she's gone. She's gone. She's hung up on me. Anyway, about your Trevor. Sorry. <laughs> Go on, and what have we got in your DMs? Oh, if only you could see the look I was giving you right then. <laughs> yeah. Was it a look of just, oh, you're so funny? Yeah. Oh, you'll make me laugh. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was, actually. So, basically, it was um, the... Uh, yeah, so Celeste on Twitter, who is at TVLR66, she has got some cod swallop this week and is actually our second listener to give us some cod swallop, which is obviously very fun. Um, obviously heard last week's episode, which, uh, Tim did. So hers is, we can start with mansplaining. I hate that shit. <laughs> now for the listeners who don't know what mansplaining is. We'll, we'll help you on that one. Yeah. I had to Google it. So please carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I am falling into their trap. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't think it would be wise for my future survival to say anything. Yeah. Just listeners know that my knees are firmly together. Mm-hmm. So I'm not manspreading and I will always try and refrain from mansplaining. Okay. But for the listeners that don't know, would you like to explain no. what it is? No. <laughs> no. No. Because I can't use my phone. So can one of you please? <laughs> is is this a trap? I think we're going to end up in trouble. But <laughs> yeah. Mansplaining is explaining the blatantly obvious. Yes. In a patronising fashion to other people. <laughs> Very similar to mumsplaining. Mm. <laughs> so I can understand where she's coming from. Being the only female on the podcast, I guess I'm able to sort of agree with her. But do you two agree? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're shit scared of Celeste, right? Okay. <laughs> no, no, genuinely. And, you know, okay. since it's become a thing, I do try and see through self-reflection do you know have i mansplained and i try and catch myself from mansplaining that's good but i you know i don't it's not just directed at women or children you know i I do mansplain to fellow men so i just call that patronizing (laughs) (laughs) and condescending and arrogant i was gonna say that was what it was just called back in the day wasn't it before a magical word was made up (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. a turd by other name is still a turd (laughs) You can't polish the turd. Yeah. Or put lipstick on a pig. <laughs> oink, oink. Yeah. But no, on a on a serious note, I don't think of either of you in that way that you've, you know, you've never done anything sort of on mic anyway to sort of put me down or anything. I mean, you do, yeah. but I equally come back and say, you know, so, but it's all in comedy and it's yeah. all in humour, isn't it? Sorry, um, I, you know, yeah. I want to reiterate that that is the case. You know, obviously we're just here to have a laugh, but yeah. No, you, you and I hope you'll genuinely pull us up if we ever did. I would. I mean, I did once before. I won't bring it up. You know, this is just... um but there was something, there was a message, wasn't there? 
that you wrote and I really didn't like it and I told you I don't like that I it was it was way 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 back in the sort of beginning when it was just uh, when it started with the three of us oh and us probing the boundaries of acceptance acceptability <laughs> yeah but no I, I can't honestly can't remember what was said and I know that it wasn't said in the way that I I kind of overreacted about it mm. Definitely. And I, I, I know I do that. Like you said, I would nip it in the bud if like yep. something was said. Well, it's just the thing of somebody speaking to you in a condescending manner, isn't it? I mean, mansplaining is yeah. not something I would even probably knowingly do. It's not, yeah, it's just not something I understand people doing. Mm. I think a lot of times, though, it, it, it's an, it's an unacceptable form of un- unconscious behavior. Mm-hmm. And you have to check yourself. Like all things, it's that's what it is, isn't it? It's checking yourself and adapting to the changing world. Yeah. But yeah. Do, do we face a problem, though? As society, where we'll be checking ourselves in every little thing, though. Where you'll be assessing, where you'll end up second guessing yourself all the time. I think I, I said to you this before off mic to you, James. Um, it's, it's like, uh, would you rather know ev- unfiltered truth mm. or only hear? what people want you to hear mm. you know so do you really want to know the real person or are you just happy to take that person at face value yeah you know? it's a difficult one yeah yeah because everybody hides something about themselves didn't they yeah you know uh, it doesn't have to be a an, an really negative thing obviously but there's there's things about me that like you know the listeners and yourselves don't know and um, because I'm, I'm not at a point where i want to tell anybody at this point mm. That's it, and I think you'll find that you'll have a smaller circle of friends of yeah. what you, based on what you deem to be acceptable behaviour. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. You know, maybe ninety nine percent the best friend you could ever hope for, but there's just one thing that's on your red line list. Yep. That they've, and that's it. That's enough, you know, to carve someone out of your life unnecessarily or or, or necessarily. You know, yeah, depending on the circumstances, your, depending on what it is, and and how how much that actually affects you because i think a lot of people judge people on things that actually have zero impact on you and that relationship that you'd have with that person it's just knowing that that person holds a particular belief or has done a particular thing or suggested something or you know said something but it's done something to cross one of your lines of not acceptable and if if you choose to then push that person out of your life Hey, I've been there. So you and I have discussed yeah. this, haven't we? So I know exactly where you're coming yeah. from on this one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yes. I'm in that. I've been in that situation as well. I've had. I had a f- friend who I, I considered her best friend, and she considered me too the best friend. And we'd known each other for about twenty nine years at this point. So we knew each other from like three or four years old, and you know we've been friends ever since, sort of thing. But yeah, we had a massive, massive falling out that we're kind of slowly getting back to being friends again now. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. It's taken about six or seven years to get to this point, and it is still very minor communication yeah. at this point. Mm. Still a raw situation. Yeah. yeah. Very, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it was, it was, you know, I'm not going to go into details because it's, mm. it's nothing to do with anybody, but you know, it's, it's something that really big that happened. And, yeah. you know, obviously for that many years, for something to, you know, to have torn us apart, it had to be something big. You know? Yeah. It was, you know, but yeah, so I've had that kind of situation before and it's, it's not fun. No. But life goes on and. 
So what was part two of? So mansplaining. No, that was it. Definite. That was uh, it. Just mansplaining. Yeah. The evils yeah. of mansplaining. Yes. Not to be confused yeah, that was a good one, that one. Not to be confused with manscaping. Yeah. <laughs> no, because, you know, yeah. that's what I thought she meant at first. That's why I had to Google it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear. <laughs> I was like, there's nothing wrong with a bit of manscaping. <laughs> we've already we've talked tastefully. About, yeah. yeah, we've already talked about Andy and his stray eyebrows, so we, um, yeah. we need to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, ladies, I mean, do you really want to see some shaved elephant ears to go along with that trunk? <laughs> speaking yes. of stuff that's scary like that, there's this weird thing. Uh, I think it was on Twitter of some barbrood trim men's gentle hair into like army stuff. <laughs> Did you see that? It no, no, Twitter, but it was weird as hell. Oh, weird. Well, make weird sure you retweet that so that we can see that later. I think it was something Brian Johnson had tweeted. So if you go through his oh, okay. stuff, yeah. But then you know, you, the ladies have sometimes a delicate little flower. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, it's all good. Yeah. yeah. And why, not, like why not have an army hat? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why not do the same as men? Why not? Oh, why Just not, don't yeah. pin anything. That's the wrong chest. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah. That's not my arm. <laughs> or pin the tail on the donkey. Yeah. I've already got a tail, <laughs> that, thank yeah, you. Yeah, that, that's a real sore subject for Andy, though. You know, be me your... <laughs> Oh, yours will be safely on your shoulder, though, Andy. It'll be all right. Yeah. That's keeping my neck warm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I'll just let that one percolate through. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's percolated. That's uh, that's enough. <laughs> no, um, but also, I was actually going to, like, changing the sub- subject slightly now. <laughs> Only slightly, right? Go on. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 well, not slightly. Changing Are the we subject. talking about the yeah, the um, the cushions that we were talking about earlier, then, if we're going slightly? Oh, right, yeah, the cushions. Yeah, I get it. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> that did go over the top of my head. But <laughs> Impressive. <laughs> Obviously, That's, need to empty yeah. the coffee grounds before I pour new ones in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, last uh, last episode... James and I were discussing and I was saying about how I did a bit of a piss poor job of um, childhood memories. And I oh, mentioned yes. to him that I had another childhood memory that I'm I was going to bring up. Yep. Obviously, no pressure for either of you two because this was just a spontaneous thing. But the reason why I want to bring it up today is because the person it involved was a girl called Sarah Barr. And obviously... Your name is Andy Barr. And you haven't got any relations that live in Weymouth, have you? Before I tell this story. <laughs> Not by the name of Sarah, no. What, I've, the got living- family, I've, got, I've got family in Exeter. Oh, okay. Can I just check Becky Barr isn't me. related to you? Shit. No. Shit. Who? <laughs> Becky. Oh, no, no. Who's Becky Barr? She's a... Um, BBC presenter, yeah, I believe. Reader. Oh, right, okay. I follow her because she's got the surname Barr. So, any, anyone I come up so there's a guy called Andy Barr who follows me. So yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah. So you all follow each other. <laughs> yeah, so if, if I naturally, organically come across a bar, I will follow them. It's like the world's strangest stalking, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. 
You're a bar. It's not an overly common surname, is it? Or is it? Well, it's Scottish, isn't it? So It's... I haven't done a full genealogy on it, but I think it actually originates out of uh, the Netherlands. Ah. Ah, okay. Um, and then made its way across into Ireland, Northern Ireland, and then into Scotland. Um, mm. But there's a lot of bars in America, mm. and there's, a, there's actually a senator called Andrew Barr, uh, who's a uh, senator in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a Republican, though, which is like, boo. And that's why you're in Andy. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got the same kind of floppy ear as me. So I think we're from the same gene pool. Are you following him? Yeah. If, if I, one thing I do is I, if I do come across another bar, I'd have a look at the ears and the nose to see whether they've got the, uh, the Roman esque features on the face and a floppy ear. Tweet him. <laughs> see if you're related. <laughs> what you should do is we should do, um, you know, like a, the family tree type episode <laughs> where we research. <laughs> who, who the fuck all... did you think you are? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Andy. Exactly. We, we can club together and we get the 23andMe test. We'll find out where you came from. Yeah. Well, no, all three of us could do it. And what crimes I've committed. <laughs> I'm not quite sure it goes into that detail. No, but you you know that the genealogy or the, the DNA databases, mm. law enforcement, certainly in America, have used that to solve a few cold cases. Brilliant. Yeah, I can imagine. And um, there was uh, another database that you could then add your results to and it would help you find other people yeah. based on you know from your family through dna so it was a, a form of dna genealogy and those databases have been opened up to law enforcement as well so there's quite a few test cases yeah so. and the problem they've also had though is identity there yeah it links you know they've been doing the people linking so because mm. i always thought that you know with regards to all these kind of tests and things that you can do like that that obviously that is all your information out there, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just... And you sign away your rights to it. Yeah, so it's um, any anybody could use it. So, yeah, I don't think I would ever go down that route. Not that I've got anything to hide because, you know, I haven't done anything. And interestingly, there was a investigative journalist piece, and I've forgotten where it was, so unfortunately I can't give you the source, mm-hmm. but they took sets... There was a scientific study where they took sets of twins say scientific study they took sets of twins and made them do the test and they the results come back and nine times out of ten the results would be completely different for twins oh, that's insane, identical isn't twins it? yeah that's quite so there's there's a big question mark about the the accuracy of the results and the, the quality of the analysis so whether dna samples are being mixed up you know, at the mm-hmm. testing facility, what the cleanliness is like at the testing facilities and how that, you know, especially when you're then giving pseudo-medical advice about what your perceptibility is of, you know, diseases, you know, chances of getting Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. coronary disease, cancer, you know, it's they've had to rebrand. I think the FDA in America took away their ability to to be you classed as medical devices. Well, it's only very limited sort of information it would give you on health, and you do have to opt yeah. into all these things as well. So Yeah, but that's a recent thing because they, um, for a long time, they that wasn't an, a kind of, oh, and this isn't real stuff we're giving you. you know, it's only when the, the, the regulatory bodies in, in various countries start to slap their wrists for stepping on the medical profession's toes and, and not proving how they get their results and derive their information. 
So, mm. yeah. Mm. I listen to too many podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we've taken away from you, Gemma. Who is this person? No, no, it's, it's, it's absolutely fine. It's not a problem. <laughs> I, I'm so used to it by now that it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be edited out anyway. <laughs> Some of it will. <laughs> yeah, well, basically, my story is I was in infants. Mm-hmm. So probably around about the age five, six sort of age and you obviously have playtime or recess for the american listeners and you know we'd all go out and play and everything and me and at the time my friend sarah decided to have it it decided that we were going to help out the teacher and wash all the tables (laughs) nice yeah. yeah. And I'm going to like run something by you at the end because I still can't get my head around the ending of this. So basically we were washing the tables and, you know, like we really wanted to sort of do a good thing and we wanted to do a good job. And, um, there was, there was probably about four of us there and I can't remember who the other two people were. I think, well, I think one of them might have been my friend Louisa, but you know, anyway, there was four of us there. So we were doing this with all the tables and stuff. And then the teacher comes in and shouts at us and tells us off. And because the tables are soaking wet and obviously the, <laughs> the people in the class can't use the tables because we've, we've washed them. Mm. <laughs> and, um, so, so then we were marched to the, the principal and, you know, that we were really, really told off and it was kind of like, I still, you know, like I, I understand obviously the fact that I got, we, we got told off because, you know, the people in the class couldn't put paper down on the desk and write and stuff. Mm. But at the same time, I still don't understand why we got so told off about it. Maybe they thought you were playing up rather than being helpful. Yeah, I think that's mm. what it was because, well, uh, yeah, because I was actually doing it just to be helpful. And I was such a, you know, sweet, innocent, like, kid kind of thing um, that I was like, when I was at the headmaster, I said, I am so sorry, I was trying to help. <laughs> and were any of the girls you were hanging around with troublemakers? Sarah was. Uh, yeah, so there yeah. we go. Yeah. The mystery happened. I reckon is there. Yeah, exactly. And she used to, she used to lock me in cupboards. This is why I wanted to check if you were related. Um, she used to lock me in cupboards. Nice. She was horrible. She was a horrible person. And, uh, yeah, she pushed me down a slope once. She's, yeah, she's just on, there's ongoing stories to the point that when my, when I told my mum that Andy was coming onto the podcast as a full-time member of the podcast, she goes, and cause I mentioned your surname, she goes, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and I well, said, Mum, I don't think he's related. <laughs> yeah. Well, if this may or may not put your, your mum at ease. <clears throat> Hi, Mrs. Williams. You can call her Where, Jenny if you like. Jenny. Hi, Jenny. Hi. Um, you might want to go make a cup of tea while I tell this story. Oh, God. <laughs> she um, doesn't listen anyway, don't worry. <laughs> so I I moved away from where I grew up in when I was 14, so I was like 94, and uh, sort of settled into a, a life further up north, and then round about sort of 2000 and just want to say 2004, 2006 i reconnected with my my life sort of back where i live now 
and I bumped into a into an old sort of school friend who was living with my best friend at the time, mm. and uh, sort of catching up, sort of saying what I've done and where where I'm at currently, which was I was in in my current company, but doing a a job that was a lot of travel um, around the world and a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. And he turned around and said, "Oh yeah, I, I, you know, I told my mum that you were sort of around." She went, "Oh, so you know, did he ever go to prison?" <laughs> I always imagined he would end up in prison. Nice. So, you know, bearing in mind, you know, I would have hung out with, with this guy only in primary school and then in secondary school because his brother was in my best friend's year and, and this guy was a year or two below me in my best friend's brother's year. Um, so there was no direct hanging out, but my reputation had obviously preceded me through primary school. They must have made a real assumption about you then. Yeah. Is it possible to sort of find out why they would have had that assumption or just do you because not want to go into that what a terrible child i was oh okay <laughs> you know, i was no angel oh yeah. yeah yeah so i kind of fear having children because if they're anything like me god fucking help them and me <laughs> that would be your punishment clearly yeah you know it's uh i didn't really sort of get any kind of focus in my life until I was 26 <laughs> so, you know, it's, <laughs> so we, we're getting the best years out of you then so far <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 I'm, I'm in my prime yeah. <laughs> phew <laughs> so yeah so yeah I was just that you know I wasn't a particularly malicious child but I acted up so I was always out in the headmaster's office with uh, my two other friends yeah who were known as the three musketeers you know. <laughs> the three basketeers as in yeah. bastards yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're, yeah, the sort of stuff we get up to is like, so in the summer or no, actually when it snowed, we weren't allowed out at lunchtime until we'd eaten our lunch. So our solution to that was at morning break was to throw our lunch onto the roof. <laughs> so at lunchtime, when the teacher asked us or the dinner lady said, oh, you know, where's your lunch? We said, oh, we've eaten it already. And then off we go. And then it we got caught out because someone caught us throwing it on the roof. Nice. Hold on us. That's you know, really so, not that bad. Yeah, but you know, at primary school, you know, I was always if there was, was a rule to be yeah. broken, if I want to do it, I'm going to do it, and I don't care what anyone says. That's the child I was. Yeah. So you're not like that anymore, then? I mean, I, I, it doesn't matter if you are, but I just I'll I try not curious. to be. Yeah. <laughs> I try not to be, but I'm still a stubborn mule. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, there's, there's definitely aspects of mule-like behaviour. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can take Andy to water, but you can't make him drink. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. You'll get wet in the process. Yeah, he will spit it at you. Yeah. Throw you in. Yeah. Hold your head under the water. Okay, it sounded fun until that point. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to drink. <laughs> die, bitch, die. Yeah. Well, hashtag no means no. Getting very harsh now, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> there are consequences. You drink the fucking water. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I have such an affinity with cats. The, the hatred of water, yes. Well, no, just the like... Mm. I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah, same sort of attitude kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Also the hatred I, of water as yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, but I love a bar. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Oh. You know, so maybe I'm more of a tiger because tigers like water. I don't know. I didn't know yeah. that. I didn't yeah. know that at all. One of the few, the few cat species. Oh, God, I'm such a nerd. <laughs> yeah, but we're all... Hello. Guess, it's okay you're allowed to be a nerd. We're yeah. nerds together on this podcast, but just all about different things. You're like a ligra. 
There you go, run with that one. Yeah, off to shoot us information that no one ever needs to know. <laughs> no, that was quite good. <laughs> then, that was quite good because I didn't know it. I didn't know that uh, tigers like water. Yeah, I watch a lot of uh, documentaries. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's going to be a sad day in all seriousness when, when Uncle Dave dies that there isn't anyone who no. can tell me stuff that I will believe on the TV. Yeah, I agree. You know, David could tell me that the sky is actually purple and that would then be the truth forevermore, even if I can still only see blue. Yeah, exactly. No. Yeah. I think for the Americans, it's Morgan Freeman. He does the um, the voices for the, the BBC stuff. That's the documentaries then. Yeah. Yeah. But no, you're right. He's such a legend as well, isn't he? Like, yeah. the fact that he still goes to all these places and he's, what, 80-something? No, I think he's pushing 90. Oh, is he? Oh, God. I think so, yeah. Yeah. And when you hear about, if you if you ever get a chance on, on the iPlayer, mm-hmm. have a look. There's a documentary about him that, that starts all the way back. I watched it. Hmm. You know, the the stuff that he did, I, I yeah. was never aware that he was the controller of BBC2 and launched BBC2 and was responsible for the comedy. Oh, yeah, he's done a lot of stuff. You know, getting the, the comedy on, on the TV. You know, it's... Uh, and I think he takes the piss out of himself as well for, um, like, how he used to speak when he was younger as well, mm-hmm. doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, he's, he's actually 93. Wow. Yeah. yeah, he's hanging on in there. Yeah. He doesn't look that old, does he? Oh, he's a sprightly chicken, isn't he? Yeah. Obviously, we've had the Queen's birthday this week as well, 95 this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, and she's kind of looking like she's 95 now. Yeah. <laughs> Something to catch up with her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but she'll, she'll, she'll be, she's got her mother's genes, so she'll, oh, she'll, she'll hang on in through. There, yeah. yeah. And, and that's the problem with Charles. Charles is going to inherit the throne, and he's only oh, going to have ancient, a couple of decades. Yeah. 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 But question. If the Queen lasts until she's 100, yeah. does she get a letter from herself? Yeah, she'll be writing yes. to herself. Yeah. <laughs> Dear one, happy 100th birthday. Lots yeah. of love, one. Yeah. <laughs> what, what? <laughs> <laughs> Here's a picture of myself, yeah. which you can buy something with. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is a pound. Sellotaped <laughs> yeah. into the corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, don't spend this all on sweets yeah like i can buy any sweets for a pound yeah yeah oh man come on grandma do you remember penny sweets they were amazing weren't they yeah when they were actually a penny yeah you could get so many of them like if you had a pound you could get well get 100 100 100, yes yeah so well 105 because there'd be five that you would have uh, eaten between the sweet counter and the till yes (laughs) <laughs> going back to Andy being a naughty boy <laughs> quality control pure quality control <laughs> oh dear so did you guys want to do like a maybe story of the week this week or is there any other topics that you wanted to sort of discuss because I feel like we need a topic at this point uh, yeah because otherwise it'll be a world record shortest episode at 50 odd minutes have you still got the link to that, you know, those, like, stories and stuff? That's well, easy enough to get to. <laughs> what man came across <laughs> the sea and got us fame and history? I have no idea what she's thinking. Uh, I'm Iron Maiden. Yeah. Oh. oh, I've never a Maiden fan. Uh, There's right, a cutoff okay. for me. Anything that's pre-1994... Matt. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh? For me, heavy metal starts on June the 4th, 1994. Ah, uh, 
Okay. So, yeah, yeah, whatever was hip and happening then. Yeah. Oh, well, Iron Maiden. I love them. But there yeah. you go. That's, that's my story. And we're all entitled to our own stories. We are. Yeah. 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 I once told my friends that I didn't like Iron Maiden, even though I knew that, I, even though I did. I was like, I was so adamant. I was like, because I was really feeling like I just wanted to tease them. I was like, nah. I'm Iron Maiden. They just sound really high pitched and squeaky, and you know, I was taking the absolute piss. <laughs> like, I was in a room full of like ten. Well, I was the tenth person in the room, so there was uh, nine other people that literally just verbally abused me for not liking Iron Maiden. And I was like, guys, I was joking, and they're like, yeah, of course you'd say that because you know, like we've all attacked you now. <laughs> I was like, no, no, guys, I was really joking. So they didn't believe me until a few weeks later. <laughs> <laughs> While scrolling for something humorous, mm. yeah. what are your guys' thoughts on Justin Bieber challenging Tom Cruise to Love a it. UFC Love fight? It. Is that a publicity stunt? Yes, yep. I suspect so. But I want it to happen because I just want to see how much of an absolute hammering Bieber would take. Yeah. Whoever thought the celebrity death match would ever come to real yes, life? Yes, it's true. <laughs> I think it's a thing about religion as well, you know. Uh, the Scientology and the Christianity, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, the bell end against the, the wanker. Yeah. <laughs> Whichever one you want to put in which over bracket. I'm not a fan of Tom Cruise or Justin Bieber, to be honest. Do you know what winds me up the most about Tom Cruise? is actually the effect he has on other actors because the amount of Tom Cruise running I now see on the TV <laughs> and in films, I just want to slap them. Yeah. So you don't need to have pointy hands. <laughs> you don't need to be aerodynamic. <laughs> me roll back, me run. I mean, the man clearly is good at running, but I don't think I've really paid enough attention to it. Look at the hands. Just look at the hands and the I, arm movement. It's, it's over-accentuated, and then you see it cropping up in TV, and it's him who fucking started it, <laughs> you tosser. And you've got to say, it does at least put the effort in when he makes his films. This is where I think Bieber probably, if you do want to go in a fight, doesn't quite understand that Tom Cruise is in exceptionally good shape. There's a lot of his own stunts and would probably kill him. Yeah. And he's an ex-wrestler. Yeah, but give it up, man. You're pushing 60. Just do a Clint Eastwood and just act old gracefully. Mm. I mean, to be fair, he does look really good for his age. Oh, God, Tom yeah. Cruise. yeah. But he doesn't need to. But, I mean, he dyes his hair. He, <laughs> he can get whatever Botox and things he needs. There's a lot of effort that goes into Tom Cruise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That Tom Cruise puts into Tom Cruise. Yeah. 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 You know. And you don't need to be running off of aeroplanes and being Mission Impossible. <laughs> Just collect your bus pass and go down to, say, the Clint Eastwood and all the other old actors. Sly. I love all the new Sly and Arnie films where they just take the piss out of each other. something. Don't forget. And he plays great grumpy old men sitting on back porches, finding their softer side with a small child who gets under their skin. Is this Gran Turismo or it's called Gran Torino by any chance? I think so, yeah. I've just seen a spate of, I don't know whether it's just one film, but it just seems to me the perception is Clint Eastwood's done a load of grumpy old men who turn into soft old men films. <laughs> well, he's old and probably very grumpy, so... Yeah. Go back to Scientology as well. They once caught me out. That, Ooh, do tell. Uh, basically, I was walking down the high street. Mm -hmm. It was at a time when I think my dad hadn't long passed away, mm -hmm. so I was kind of in that bubble of, like, 
I don't want to speak to anybody, but I'm wearing my emotions on my sleeve, kind of everything. You like that kind of bubble. Yeah. So basically this woman came up to me and she was like, Oh, are you okay? And she was like being really nice and being really sympathetic and whatnot. And she goes, Well, we're actually selling a book at the moment so I just wondered if you wanted to come across and have a little chat about it have a little cup of tea and we'll talk about you and whatnot so you know I didn't really know what I was doing so I just said oh yeah whatever you know because she was being really nice to me Mm -hmm. and she's like okay well if you just sign up here and do this so I signed up and, and signed this paperwork yeah. and, and so that you keep getting mail in the post. And to this day, I still get mail from Los Angeles, which is so annoying. They were going to audit you. Do you, do you look at the postmark and go, <gasps> Kevin? Oh, yeah, Scientology. Yeah, Scientology. Yeah. Thetons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you not seen the documentaries? They are one freaky group of people. Yeah. That's why I don't yeah. want to piss them off. Did you see that panorama where he lost his shit? No, no. Oh. There's a great episode of uh, Panorama where the guy got... Ignore that. Oh, hello. Yeah, that was me. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> who, was, who was that? That was me knocking something over. Sorry, go on. Okay. That's that desperate smashy. to hear my story. <laughs> I thought it was one of the cats, like, had knocked one of the uh, plate off or something. No, my cats are far too well behaved. Yeah. James <laughs> and his flingy hands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so All wait. six foot... 2.5 of him. Good man, you yeah. remembered my height, good man. You're good. Yeah. It's because it's so out there. It's so precise. Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, oh, what was I saying? Panorama, panorama, Scientology. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, so the, the interviewer, uh, the, the guy doing the, the investigation, was struggling to get some good information out of um, the person he was interviewing. Mm. And Scientology have a habit of recording you and being really intrusive yes. about it and sort of interfering with, especially because he was trying to interview someone who'd left the group and he just lost his shit at the camera. The Scientologist absolutely lost his shit. Was it a bald guy? Bald guy with glasses? Yeah. I think I have seen a little bit of this. Yeah, he, he goes absolutely barking. You know, he really loses it, doesn't he? Yeah, you know, and it's like, wow, they really got under your skin. But I've seen lots of other documentaries where you just see them in the background holding up video cameras and holding up signs and shouting stuff and getting really intrusive into your affairs and yeah. sort of splashing story, negative stories about you. Well, supposedly that documentary that Leah uh, Remini made about them, who left Scientology, is supposed to be quite an amazing thing to watch. And she's talked about the whole process of being in that religion. I've not seen it, but a little bit I've heard about it. It sounds like quite an interesting thing, but it sounds like thing with Scientology is that when you're, if you're in it and you try and leave it, my, my God, it's one hell of a process to try and get out. And mm-hmm. once you're out, you know, say you leave, but your parents are still Scientologists, well, you're dead to them, basically. You know, it's got all the classic signs of a cult. Well, yeah. 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 That and the Amish. Yeah. 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 No government is brave enough to... The, the Germans really don't like the Scientologists, though. They really do no. not got a real problem with them in Germany. I, th- I think they've begrudgingly allowed them to exist there, but that's only because of the, the constitution. Yeah. You know, so, but yeah. They were straight onto one of those subjects you should never talk about over dinner as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Let's change the subject. 
<laughs> Even though I was the one who brought it up. Yeah. yeah. So we all want to see the Bieber, Tom Cruise. Octagon fight, you know, Smackdown. Yeah. I only want to see it if Tom Cruise wins. So if he can give me a guarantee that he's definitely going to win, I'll watch. <laughs> I'll just wait for the never. I'll just wait to watch the news. I can't honestly see how Bieber would beat him because he's just going to be a lot stronger and bigger than him. Unless he's like... He moves at a very fast pace or something. Yeah, but then oh, wow. he's got age on his side, hasn't he? So Yeah, true. Well, fair point. I mean, no one thought... Who was it who recently got battered? Who was the heavyweight champion? Yeah, uh, yeah. I can't remember the names, but yeah. He got really, really out of shape. Who absolutely thrashed him, which amazed yeah. me. <laughs> I, th- I think that's a betting scandal that's going to come... Yeah. You think? Come up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That just... It seems fishy that he... I didn't watch the fight. But I saw the, um, you know, the highlights, the news, you know, like the news about it, you know, that he'd lost his belts. Mm. There's something about about it. It was like, yeah, that sounds like very fishy to me. <laughs> like a betting syndicate has got involved. It's possible. It is possible. I mean, I know what you mean. You, but you do sometimes see on some boxing matches where, for example, when George Foreman went back into the world of boxing in his 40s, Everyone was sort of writing him off because he was fatter and he wasn't, you know, as, as quick as he once was. It wasn't sort of like the rippling mass of muscle he once was. And you watched him boxing this guy who was probably in his 20s, who was basically just pummeling him and he was bleeding. He was in a real, real mess. And he was working this amazing boxing technique where he, he just wasn't letting the guy move very much. So mm. he kept sort of stopping him from going side to side. But George Fond's face was really busted up, he looked terrible, and he was pretty much losing on all the points. And he did this thing, and if you ever look for it online, it just astounds me, because he doesn't look like he's making a huge movement of his arm, but he obviously hit the guy. It just like looks like he's making this really short swing, but he hits him with enough force on his chin, just knocks him out completely straight out, and it's this really quick, short, powerful burst mm. movement. So, yeah, anything can happen, but it was... So, I mean, with form, at least, he, you know, he had a load of, um, you know, form behind him from what he'd done with yeah. this guy. Yeah, I was rather shocked. So maybe- I mean, I know nothing about boxing, and I didn't say I didn't watch the match. It was just looking at it and looking at the clips they showed. It was like, hmm, seems strange you lost. Mm. Mm. You know, but by all accounts, he wasn't feeling it when he went into yeah. the match. So, mm. you know. It's on the day. That's the thing. Mm. On on any given day, anyone can win. Yeah, exactly. Did you hear about the news report? Uh, news reporter as well who accidentally said uh, Jeremy Hunt's name wrong. Oh, it happens all the oh. time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought it was quite funny. <laughs> it's the the permissible use of that word. Yeah, if you say it quickly, then you know mm. the other word comes out. <laughs> Yeah. But he genuinely is his other name. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> you know. I'm saying nothing at this point. We'll leave it at that. I'm just going to skate along the edge. Yeah. James, just pull me in if I get too far. <laughs> Will do. <laughs> right, let's move off of top uh, politics now. Politics and religion. Christ's sake, what is this, a comedy podcast? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My mission has succeeded. Andy wins again. We might have to beat you if this happens, Andy. It keeps happening, Andy. <laughs> Behave. <laughs> have you got a story? No. Have you not been looking for one? No, I've got a sidetrack talking to you about Justin Bieber, Scientology and Tom Cruise. <laughs> I did see something of a Canadian guy who was pulled over by the police at doing 106 miles an hour. His excuse was that he'd had too much hot, um, spicy wings to eat. 
needed the bathroom. That's about the only one I've found. Uh, I've seen, um, you know, that you can get those like car stickers. I've seen one that says, I'm just, I'm just speeding because I need a poo. Yeah, I've seen yeah. those too. Yeah. And the first time you see one, it's like, oh, that's actually really funny. Yeah. And then you see like <laughs> 10 more and you're like, enough. Ah, yeah. Not so much anymore. <laughs> I need a wee. <laughs> There's nothing that's jumping out at me on the page that I'm looking at. I could use the website that, at uh, the new Twitter that I've just found out about. Ooh. And one I tagged Andy in this morning. Uh, last night, this morning, whatever. Yeah. So very British problems, it's called. Oh, I love that feed. Yeah. And it really just sums up. Yeah, that, that's pretty is, is me. Yep. Yeah, is, I <laughs> stand behind my chair. Yep. yep. I angrily click mouse and whisper, come on. Well, I don't whisper, I shout. <laughs> yeah. And growl. God, Andy, it is you. Yeah, it pretty much is me. It, it's me too, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. There was a great one that um, Debs uh, retweeted. Um it's Moir Deb on uh, at Twitter. Yep. A Brit's experience with FaceTime. Oh, yeah. One, see FaceTime requests, feel blood drain from face, go into shock. <laughs> Two, wait for it to stop breathing. Ringing, you mean? Wait for it to stop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> resume, number three, resume breathing. Yeah. Number four, text, did you just try to FaceTime me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that. Panic does hit me when I see FaceTime come up. Or, well, not FaceTime because I don't use Apple products. <laughs> but anyone tries to video call me. <laughs> <laughs> Things you do when it rains. Stare at the rain. Mm-hmm. Frown at the rain. Doing that right now. Uh, yeah. Um, talk about time it's rained in the past. <laughs> <laughs> talk about how it might rain in the future. <laughs> Caught in the rain, describe the rain, moan about the rain, say you quite like the rain. Nobody ever does that. <laughs> Remember, you've left the washing out. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can identify with quite a bit of that. This one's got gems screamed all over it. Okay, go on. Oh, you've caught the sun. Translation, you should seek medical attention. <laughs> <laughs> Struggling to say good for you without sounding sarcastic, bitter, jealous, annoyed, or sad. (laughs) I've just seen that one too. (laughs) I can't believe how warm it is. I know. Fancy another hot boiling cup of leaf water? (laughs) Please. (laughs) A Brit's procedure for fixing something. Request. Give it here. Let's have a look at it. Further break items so it's now beyond repair. Declare. Nah, it's broken. Hand item back. Suggest you might want to get that looked at. Walk away. <laughs> we should really start thinking about making a move an hour later. Yeah. We should really probably head off soon. Another hour later. Anyway, thanks for having us. Almost tomorrow. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Answers to how how was your day? Long. Ugh. Don't. Surprisingly okay. Quite quiet. Relatively uneventful. Eh, same old. Simply shaking your head and putting the kettle on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, see, because these are also true to British people, aren't they? Very true. Yeah. yeah. Oh, here we go. Very British problems at an airport duty-free shop. Number one, being determined not to stop in duty-free until the sight of a bear dressed as a beef eater next to a plastic red mini full of shortbread proves irresistible. <laughs> Number two, 
Splashing out £130 on ostentatious sunglasses after a free sample of raspberry vodka goes to your head. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to act as if casually applying eight different aftershaves is a completely natural thing to do. (laughs) Yeah, that's me. (laughs) Here we are, Jeb. Buying a traveller pillow, therefore decreasing the amount of total space you'll have on the plane by about a third. (laughs) Don't need them. (laughs) (laughs) Deliberating over which pair of noise-cancelling headphones make you least look like a... Look... Oh, teeth in. I'm suffering from gem. <laughs> Deliberating over Gemmer which pair of noise cancelling noise. Ah, Sorry, oh, that was. Oh, a bit... got a gemma. Yeah, yeah. It's a gemma. Is a, ge- a by the way. Gemmerism. Yeah. yeah, I've got gemmeritis. <laughs> Sorry. Deliberating over which pair of noise cancelling headphones make you look least like an air traffic controller. <laughs> <laughs> Fondly recalling the days before electronic cigarettes when you could make a killing from dividing and reselling a box of 200 B&H. <laughs> Deciding that three novels is adequate reading material for a flight from Lo- from Luton to Alicante. <laughs> Was that like an hour and a half? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hoping your colleague will appreciate the sack of hard-boiled licorice sweets you plan to abandon on a filing cabinet when you get back to the office. <laughs> And finally, searching every single clothes pocket and bag compartment to locate boarding pass, which is in your hand. (laughs) I've once done that with my glasses. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no, it wasn't my glasses, sorry. It was my car keys. I was, like, frantically looking for my car keys, and I was going, for God's sake, where are they? I was pulling all my bag out and everything. It was in my hand. (laughs) We've all been there. Sorry, are you in the middle of lunch? And then the response is, no, I just like holding my sandwiches. (laughs) (laughs) So, James, back back to something we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. Honest work answers. How are you getting on? No idea. I've been winging it since I got here. It's exhausting. (laughs) (laughs) I hope this email finds you well. Translation. I hope this email finds you well. Yeah, that that is an email that I send, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. I think everybody does, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. To-do list, sort out life, try again tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, there we go. When a Brit arrives at your house after an arduous journey, the law states that this exchange must take place. You made it then, just about. <laughs> Was that it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say a bit more. Make yourself at home. Translation, pick a chair as long as it's not mine and sit there quietly. (laughs) Yeah. That's me. That's mine. Yeah. Did we ever address the one that I tagged you in? That's the one. That's the first one you mentioned, yeah. Did we actually read it out though? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. (laughs) Uh, What else? Some very British problems while washing your car. Managing to laugh politely at your next door neighbour's "you can do mine next" oh. joke, despite your teeth being painfully gri- your teeth being painfully gritted. <laughs> uh, my next one is tea. No thanks, I don't drink tea. I'm afraid you're gonna. Ha- I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to leave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so 
we're basically covering this entire page just so that the listeners know which page we're actually looking on here it is our new favorite page now it's called at so very british and the s the v and the b are our capital letters and it's uh, Very British Problems. Check that out yeah. on Twitter. It's a lot of fun. I think you've suffered from this one, Gem. This is going okay. back to some Very British Problems while washing your car. Okay. Knowing that somewhere nearby there's a bird desperately holding it in <laughs> until your your vehicle is perfectly clean. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to pretend you're not at all fussed by the wasp. That is strongly um, that you strongly believe plans to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I just freeze when a wasp comes near me. Oh, this one's me. The horror of being reminded that you agreed to go to a party. <laughs> <laughs> Having to pretend to listen to someone's directions after repeatedly telling them you'll be using Google Maps. <laughs> Yeah, I read that one this morning. I was chuckling. (laughs) Hearing a rumour that it's meant to brighten up later and spreading the news to everyone you meet. (laughs) Last two from me. Oh, my God. You killed Dies in the background. Yeah, Yeah, you killed me. (laughs) Yeah. So the last two from me. Yeah. The Brit stands with chilly, knobbly, knocking knees on show, teeth chattering and shoulders shivering, wrinkled feet in soggy socks, stuffed into rain-soaked sandals, head tilted up towards damp heavens, and sadly whispers, just like we've had our summer then. (laughs) (laughs) And then... And then finally, autumn... What are you doing here? <laughs> You're a bit early. No, it's fine. Come in. Come in. <laughs> oh, that's... <laughs> oh, dear. Being so determined to sit in the lovely warm sunshine that you completely disregard how cold you are. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. oh, I think on that note. A good place to end the episode. We've definitely ended the episode on a lot of laughs there. Agreed. So thank you for listening to this week's Talking Codswallop. I've been Gemma. I've been James. Yes, mistakes were made. <laughs> Translation, total cock-up since day one. I've been Andy. <laughs> yeah, his, par- his parents agree. <laughs> <laughs> Not just my parents. <laughs> You did this with your mouth. Like, you talked yourself into this. Well, if you're interesting at all, you should do a podcast. I was doing a radio show for years before I podcasted it. I don't think people realize just how liberating and freeing and inspiring podcasting can be. Yeah, even just walking into to any genre of podcasting, you're walking into community. The reason podcasts connect so much is it feels more personal what we learn pretty quickly is that only one or two percent of the people who listen ever donate most people don't people are used to free media advertising support media at the moment podcasting for us isn't a business and it's not designed to be you know running something as a business or being paid doesn't always mean dollars pounds euros it can be payment in another way
One Voice, One Mic, a short documentary about the rise of podcasting, coming 2019. Plug in, record, send it to iTunes, boom, congratulations, you're a podcast.